mind. I will say this about investing. Everything you do learn is cumulative. What I learned at 20 is useful. Welcome to another episode of Equity Mates, a podcast where we break down the world of investing from beginning to dividends so that you can hopefully make some returns. My name is Bryce, and as always, I'm joined by my equity buddy, Alec Ren Renahan. How are you going, bro? I'm good, Bryce. How are you? Very well. You might have noticed that I switched up the intro there. It wasn't the usual. Yeah, it was good. I like it. I like you changing it up. Me too. Got plans to change anything else up? Yeah, so we do have some plans. We've we've been thinking about this for a while now and we're pretty excited to get it underway. If you want to tell our listeners what we have decided to do. So we're both uh, big podcast listeners and uh, I think there's a trend going on in podcasts for shorter and shorter podcasts rather than, you know, the... Tim Ferriss three-hour extravaganza or the 45-minute episodes that we've been putting out. Uh, In that spirit, uh, we're going to try and be very disciplined and we're (laughs) going to uh, limit ourselves to 15-minute episodes and we're going to try and do three every fortnight to start with. Bang. So, new catchphrase for us is learn to invest in 15 minutes or less. So, that's going to hold us to the 15-minute mark, obviously, give or take. And we're hoping that we can now get a lot more content out to you guys, uh, a lot more focused, a lot more targeted. So, we're pretty keen to see how it goes. Obviously, we'd love to hear your feedback. We should just say one thing. We, our interviews will remain unchanged. So, you know, we've been loving doing the interviews. If we get, you know, Alan Kohler or Wayne Swan, don't worry. We're not going to try and smash out an interview in 15 minutes. Yeah, so this is just a ploy from my side to keep Renner's uh, <laughs> lip under control. But watch me dominate this 15 minutes. <laughs> this episode, we're going to be focusing on the reporting season. And we did an episode about the reporting season earlier on in the series um, sometime last year. And it's something that we like to revisit because obviously it only happens twice a year and it's a fantastic opportunity to get an understanding of how companies are performing, where they sit in the market and get an idea of obviously how the analysts uh, in the marketplace are reacting to them. And then we're going to share what we sort of took away from it. So Alex, you want to take it away? Yeah, sure. So uh, I have chosen the company West Farmers, which a lot of people will have heard of and some people might even own. For those who aren't sure, West Farmers is one of Australia's biggest companies and they own a lot of our biggest retailers so uh, Coles the supermarket Kmart and Target Bunnings the hardware store office works they're the main ones they also owned a coal mine, but they sold it uh, and they own a couple of other businesses. Uh, and the reason that I've chose them is because they're a good illustration of how the numbers, the top line numbers or the, the numbers that are reported don't always tell the whole story. So on the face of it, West Farmers profit for the first half of financial year 2018 dropped 86.6%. Ooh. This <laughs> this time last year, <laughs> they made 1.5 billion in profit, and this time they only made 212 million in profit. So by any stretch of the imagination, you'd say that's a shocking uh half for the for their business. Absolutely. Their profit has collapsed. But you know what happened? Their share price went up the day that they announced this. Typical. Yeah, which was surprising. (laughs) Why is it typical? (laughs) Well, I think last time we spoke about the reporting season, one of the things we said was that it's not uncommon for uh, results to come out and then the share price to move in the opposite direction. That's why it's untypical. Like Woolworths had a classic stellar result, one of the best we've had in years. Stock price went down. Yeah, so I guess... 
Why why is that the case? And for West Farmers, the reason that that's the case is because their their business didn't actually do 86% worse. Their their profit might have been down 86%, but the reason for that was they had to write down some some of their um poorer performing businesses shall we say so <laughs> they they wrote down um so they're they're trying to expand bunnings to the uk and ireland and they had to write down a billion dollars worth of value there as that that project struggles along and then they also wrote down 300 million dollars for target as they try and turn um target around so in reality when you take those 1.3 billion dollars in write downs away their profit was actually pretty flat from this time last year it was down about two percent um but when you can when you add those write downs back in uh they're 86.6 percent down the reason that the market actually went up was because people expected it to be a lot worse the company had told the market that these write downs were coming and so even though it wasn't a great result by any chance it was better than people expected and so the market responded by bidding the price up go west farmers so does that mean does that mean they're done completely in in europe with bunnings (laughs) Uh, well some people (laughs) thought that but no it looks like they are in for the long haul or at least in until the next billion dollar write down. <laughs> yeah, so what's their strategy? So they what they did was they bought a whole bunch of uh, home base uh, retailers, which was a, a British hardware company. And they, uh, in a classic example of how success in one market doesn't always translate to another, they basically fired all the senior home base management and put a whole bunch of Bunnings Australia people in there. Great strategy. Uh, ter- it turns out that England and Australia are different hardware markets and the consumers want different things and the businesses are run in different ways uh, and there are different suppliers and, you know, it's it's different. They're finding out the hard way that um, the success in Australia doesn't automatically translate to success in the UK. Yeah. Um, now, that's not to say that they won't be successful, but uh, it's obviously been a tough time for them at the moment. Well, they certainly are finding the hardware way, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> That is why people listen to our podcast right there. (laughs) It might only be 15 minutes, but as long as you can pull out those zingers, we'll be right. All right. Well, in 30 seconds or less, is it a buy, sell or hold? I don't actually hold any, but if I did, it would be a hold. Um, And the reason for that is just because it's such a big company. It's so consistent. It never really is has stellar results, but you know, it trades always in that low to mid $40 a share range. It always tra- it always pays a pretty consistent dividend. It's diversified enough that it will never, you know, collapse. It's got Bunnings, which is a, a solid engine. Coles is pretty consistent. I wouldn't be buying it just because that much exposure to retail scares me. You know, um, yeah. I, I don't think that, I, I think it's premature to say retail is dead and all that, but I think having the second biggest supermarket, the biggest hardware chain, two of the three biggest department stores uh, and the biggest office supply store, all national chains, all with a lot of physical retail space. That's um, that's a scarier proposition as more and more consumers switch to online. Nice. So that was way more than 30 seconds, but uh, great, great detail there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, you know, you, we might say we're doing 15 minutes, but you know me, I, I like to waffle. So that was your pick, Ren, West Farmers. And it'll be interesting to see now that they've done that write down, 
how the market reacts next time they give a bit of a report. So from my end, I've got one that I had never heard of before, and I'm not sure if you have either end, but we've previously mentioned on the show that we both like the Australian agricultural space. Both know that it has a lot of potential. It's where a lot of growth is going to be coming from or is coming from for Australia. Uh, And I think we added AAC, Australian Agricultural Company, into our portfolio right back at the start of the last year. So this was a nice surprise finding this. And it's it's a company called the Costa Group Holdings. Uh, And I would say it's an agricultural superpower in Australia. Why is that? I hear you ask, Ren, very quietly. Um, That's it. That's what I'm asking. (laughs) So it has what uh, it's got five main agricultural pillars, I guess, that they sell both domestically and export to Japan, US and China. So they sell citrus, mushrooms, tomatoes, berries, and are now aggressively expanding their avocado business. So from a top line point of view, uh, in the FY18 first half, they had a 9.8% increase in revenue uh, to just under half a billion dollars, 489 million. EBIT, which is their earnings before interest and tax, was up 24.3%. And then their net profit was up 14.5% to 66.2 million. They paid a dividend of five cents a share, which was up 25% on last year and fully franked. And they've got a great cash flow and cash position relative to the amount of debt that they have on their books, which is always a good thing from a value investing point of view. I guess the main attraction for Costa for me was that they're now aggressively expanding their avocado business. And we know how lucrative avocados are as well as how popular they are. Guacamole, smashed avocado, all that sort of stuff. I don't know about you, Ren, but I love a good avocado. So uh, one of the big things that they did in the first half was an acquisition of a company called Coastal Avocados. And this will bring the total growing regions for Costa Group to four within Australia. I guess this gives them great diversity and it allows them to supply avocados all year round, which is a great advantage that they're going to have. So they're doing a bit of vertical integration at the moment. From an avocado perspective, revenue for their avocados grew 47% over the half. But the other thing to consider is that Costa's harvest of avocados is weighted towards the second half of the financial year. So we can expect some bigger returns than what we saw this year. So keep an eye on it. I think risks for me is obviously the impact of weather on all of their fruit and vegetables, although they've increased the size of their greenhouses and that sort of stuff to cope and adapt a lot better. And that's probably what I like most about them as well, that they have aggressive expansion plans over the next year to access the Chinese markets. And I think that they're able to adapt quickly to conditions to either service changing consumer needs uh, or to react to any sort of weather events that may may harm. So they have a strong balance sheet um, and, and I like them. It's a nice surprise. That was a very comprehensive debrief of Costa. Thank all you. I want to all I want to know <laughs> from it though is will my smashed avocados be cheaper? I'm gonna say no. Why is that? Because there's no need for them to drop the price. I don't think they are going to I don't think they've got excess supply of avocados. There's strong enough demand that they can sustain the price that we're at. And I don't think and it seems now that the three dollars to three ninety for an avocado is this is the um standard price that we're now going to be paying, unfortunately. So So you heard it here first, folks. Bryce is supporting a company that is locking another generation out of the Australian housing market. Uh, You can direct any hate mail towards him. 
Yeah, to be honest, I hadn't heard of Costa before Bryce just gave us his uh, excellent debrief about five minutes ago. So any opinion I have is more <laughs> uninformed than usual. Yeah, well, that's what I like about the reporting season. All these little companies pop up out of nowhere. Uh, it's always nice to already be invested in those companies when they do pop up. But unfortunately, we can't be invested in all of them. But it's given us a good opportunity to review. And now, who knows, we might both be in Costa or buying and smashed avocados. But anyway, we've hit the we've hit the seventeen and a half minute mark, Ren. So um, by I think the, I think we'll be able to edit it down. By the time we edit all the dribble out, it should be down to fifteen. <laughs> yeah, maybe even less. <laughs> Don't edit too much out, otherwise there won't be a podcast. <laughs> yeah, true. Snippets. The highlights are real. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but um, we should say if if you guys like the shorter format, um, let us know. Give us a, a review on iTunes or shoot us an email or you know social media, all that stuff. Um, yeah. And if you haven't already sign up to thought starters yeah we'll um, be releasing on thursday tuesday sunday bang five, five um, days between episodes is that right yeah five that, that's days right between episodes. Yeah. yeah so let's see how we go ren i enjoyed that i hope everyone else did and uh get around the reporting season and ren mentioned in thought starters that one of the best or an, a really good resource that he found to uh, look and update and get an idea of some of the companies that have reported was the comsec season reporting season website Good to see you're reading thought stars mate I'm yeah proud of you. <laughs> and i actually uh went on and checked it out and it's uh yeah it's really good easy to read they've got a video summary um of a number of big companies uh so if anything it's just a great resource to go on and understand how companies are reporting during this time and obviously how the markets and analysts are thinking about it so head over there sign up to thought starters and we'll see you guys next week equity mates and the people appearing in this program may have positions in the companies mentioned this is general advice only Please speak to a financial professional to understand how it may pertain to your individual situation.